This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy web show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with podcasting, pet-sitting parents. I'll tell you all about them and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. It's designerpetsweaters.com, hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink with pet parents, dog walkers, pet sitters, influencers, podcasters, coffee people, B&B lovers, Missourians, fans of the movie Free Willy, pet parents to a doxy named Kobe, parents to humans by the name of Lillian and Noah, Megan and Colin Funkhauser. Welcome, Megan and Colin. How are you guys? It's so good to see you. Hi. Hi. It's really good to see you too. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for having us on. Yes, thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. I was a guest on your show. You're going to be a guest on my show. It's perfect. That's the way it's supposed to be. For anybody watching our show who wants to participate in our drinking game, anytime we say this word, the secret word is Kobe. Make sure you take a drink of whatever you're imbibing, but be sure you're drinking responsibly, never drinking and driving, and over 21 to drink. So that brings me to my question. What are you guys drinking tonight that the kids are at grandma and grandpa's house? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) we originally had plans for a Long Island iced tea, and we went with the uh, mocktail of just sweet tea tonight. (laughs) That's perfect. That's wonderful. I love love a sweet tea. I spent some time in Louisiana, thanks to my husband's military job that sent us to the middle of nowhere, Louisiana, and I had plenty of sweet tea while I was there. So cheers to you and your sweet tea i'm actually having a cosmo which is like you know like your classic cosmo no big deal but that's what i was kind of in the mood for so i made a cosmo which is nice to have all the ingredients for once because i never have cranberry juice at home so cheers to you guys for being here and for sharing a little evening with me cheers thank you Cheers. cheers so that brings me to our first game, because I want to get to know you guys as a married couple, parents to both humans and pets, pet sitters. So you're kind of like parents by proxy to a lot of pets as well. And you are the first humans to have human children on this show, apart from me. Hey. 
<laughs> number one. <laughs> that there's a first for everything, right? So today it's the first time that I get to commiserate with another couple about how challenging it can be to raise little humans, right? Yes. Very much so. Our, our kids are three and five, so we are just kind of coming out of the baby and toddler stage and getting kind of more into the fun stage, but it's still really challenging at times. Yeah. Yeah. Never a dull moment. The three is not easy. Three is hard. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of uh, big emotions that they have. They're just starting to learn about these feelings and trying to handle how to express them. Like it's this process that is, it's, it's an ongoing thing. Yes. Yes, it is. Noah, my, I have a Noah as well, by the way. So your oh, Noah yeah. is three. Yes. So is mine. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I want to see, okay. So first of all, I want you to tell me about this name Funkhauser. This is a real name that you were born with, that you were given at birth. Yes, yeah, this is not a made up name. It's not a pseudonym. It's a it's a real name. Uh, <laughs> it's it's fun. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. It, yeah, it's a Northern European German name when it came over. Uh, it was actually Fank Hauser. So it's F-A-N-K-H-A-U-S-E-R. Um, and they've changed some of those vowels around a little bit to Funkhauser. Uh, and it's it's yeah, it's fun. <laughs> middle school is a little it. bit tricky with name calling. They, they, middle schoolers can get kind of creative with that last name. <laughs> wow. Yes. I hadn't thought about the F word. Oh, okay. Oops. Yeah. Well, but I love that you named your pet sitting business Funky Bunch Pet Care. Right. Yeah. It was a way to do a play on our name uh, and just have a little bit of fun with it. And we've gotten a lot of compliments from it where people kind of, they get it when they're like, oh, oh, that's what that is. And it's just uh, makes kind of an immediate connection, makes it a little bit more lighthearted, not quite so serious all the time. I love it. I love it. And that's why I named today's first game Funky Bunch. We are going to play a game that's kind of like superlatives. And I want you to think of yourselves, both of you as spouses and your children and your doxy, Kobe. And I want you to choose which one best describes this superlative. And you guys are going to call it out at the same time. And if you oh, get no. it wrong, <laughs> as in you don't agree on the same person that fits these superlatives, then you get to drink and okay. I'll drink with you. Okay. 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 So the first one, who is the most likely to win an Oscar? Don't I'll say, don't, don't cheat. Oh, oh, Just sorry. say which one comes to mind. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Three, two, one. The kids. Oh, okay. Oh, the kids. Oh, yeah. Megan, Megan, you're an actress. I can be a little That's, dramatic. She, <laughs> that is true. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so now we have to drink? Yeah, we have to drink. <laughs> you have to drink and I'll drink with you. Okay. That's awesome. That's good to know about you, Megan. Most likely to win an eating contest. One, two, three, funky bunch. Kobe. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say Kobe because when we first got him, we adopted him shortly after we were married. And it was our first year together. And Megan had gone through all this hard work, this hard trouble to make a, a carrot cake from scratch for my birthday. And Kobe actually climbed up on our couch and got up onto the counter because they butted up against each other and ate a ton of carrot cake. 20, 20, I think 25% of it was gone. Yeah, he ate 25% of the carrot cake. While we were gone. And then we came home and he was like laying on the floor. His belly was huge and he was like groaning. He's, he's okay. Yeah. He's, 
he's fine. We took him to the vet and he was like, okay, yeah, well, let it pass and, you know, let me know. <laughs> let me know. So Kobe immediately regretted that decision. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. I've been there. I feel Kobe's pain. I yeah. definitely have been there. <laughs> okay. All right. You guys have to drink up, right? Because okay. we didn't get it right. This is her worst nightmare of us having to do this together and, and not getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> She's a competitive drama queen. A little bit. <laughs> I feel your pain too, because I, I can commiserate with that too. All right, next, most likely to stay up all night. One, two, three, funky bunch. M me. Yeah, I was gonna say me. What you okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so both of you are most likely to stay up all night. Yeah, we have terrible sleeping habits. Yeah, it's... <laughs> we really need to get better at that. Yeah. <laughs> so your kids sleep well. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just hard with kids because you get them put down to sleep. And then it's like, well, we have to make this nighttime as productive and useful as possible. So that during the day, we can spend the most time with them. And doing other stuff. So you find yourself putting the kids to sleep, managing that. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's midnight, it's 1.30 and you're still cleaning or you're still working or, you know, doing stuff like that. And all of a sudden it's, you get tired. <laughs> no, I totally hear that. You know, I actually bed share with my kids and neither one of oh, them cool. at this age, I still have a, an 11 month old. And if yeah. I get out of bed, she wakes up. So by 8.30, I'm in bed too. And I'm stuck there until the next morning. She's yeah. starting to sleep deeper now. But if I get up, no joke, she will wake up. So I kind of envy your late nights and productive <laughs> evenings. I, I look, you don't want to push the time. You want to enjoy these ages, these baby, the baby stages, yeah. but you also kind of look forward to like when they're a little more independent. And I, I envy you a little bit. Oh. <laughs> it took us a while to get there with our oldest, uh, Lillian. Um, she was a terrible sleeper. I mean, she would wake up about every hour, hour and a half for the first like two years of her life and would only mm -hmm. sleep if she was like in a baby carrier on me mm -hmm. walking around the house to get her back to sleep so yeah yeah i think terrible sleep habits happened started then <laughs> okay so you guys did not agree so let's take a sip <laughs> maybe it's a good thing you chose a non-alcoholic beverage today. yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right who is the most likely to have a book written about them oh one two three funky bunch oh her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Megan's been, I don't, you've been very like active and, and doing a lot of stuff. Like you've been involved in a lot of things over the years and from undergraduate to graduate school, to being a mom, to being business owner. Like there's a lot of things that you've done uh, and have been successful in that would make, I'd read the book is what I'm saying. I, I would read her book. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's sweet. Megan, you gotta, now, now you gotta explain why you'd think he would have a book written about him. Um, you know, he's just a little like off the wall and I don't know. <laughs> they stick in the mind of a psycho. <laughs> I'd read that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a good point. Yeah. You too? Okay. All right. Take a sip. <laughs> okay. Who is the most likely to be forgotten at the park? One, two, three, funky bunch. Noah. Yeah. I, I think was, I was going to say Noah. No. Yeah. Oh, hey, we got yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So, we got one. <laughs> Noah is very very quiet, very reserved, and 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 will go and, and is perfectly fine playing all by himself in the park doing his own thing and doesn't really need us, doesn't really want us to be constantly watching him. He'll just go quietly do his own thing and 
be left alone and be perfectly happy. And Lillian will make herself known if she if she doesn't like something, she is very opinionated and she will let you know. Yes. So she would not be forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like my Noah. My Noah would never be forgotten. He is in your face asking for attention, asking for something all the time. So maybe Mila will be like a Noah. She's already more independent. She plays by herself a lot. She kind of chills more. Noah has always been like you described, like needing to be held. My husband baby wore too. So it sounds like we have our olders, our oldest are the same. Yeah. Even though our youngest are named the same. All right. Who is most likely to forget somebody at the park? Me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm distracted easily. I'm definitely the oop squirrel or off to this other thing and get focused and single single track mind and can yeah. So I would definitely forget somebody at the park. So it sounds like you and my husband have a lot in common. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Most likely to drink out of the toilet. One, two, three, funky bunch. I can't Noah? believe you're thinking so much about oh. this. Did you say Kobe? Kobe? I don't know. I I, I said Noah, but <laughs> just because he's, he likes to explore new things, right? Noah, Noah is very, very like, okay, like I, I'm going to investigate this to its fullest. And unless you catch him and pull him back, like Lillian would be too afraid of germs or she, you know, she understands that concept. I didn't say Kobe just because Kobe's a dachshund. He can't reach our toilets. So like, he got it, got it, got it, got it. See, it's fine. It's funny. You keep saying your youngest Noah is so similar to Mila. Like I would really have to, once she's old enough, I'm going to need to put everything. We thought we baby proofed with Noah. We did not. We need to baby proof with Mila. She's all over the place. So yeah. I'll drink with you because okay. of uh, all the baby we'll proofing I have to do. <laughs> all right. That was fun. I like to get into like people's families and like, you know, the dynamics that go in there. So explain to me how this couple, you, you guys started Funky Bunch Pet Care in college. You had such success that you continued after it was your master's program, graduate school. Yes. Yeah. And you continued it. Awesome. And you're doing great. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So we actually started in graduate school um, while in graduate school because graduate school, you don't make a lot of money there. And so we started as a side project to earn a little extra money. And when we did it, when we were down in Texas, we were predominantly going into people's homes, doing house sitting, doing drop-ins to people there. I mean, functionally, it was because our apartment, we couldn't board or keep dogs at our, so we were constantly going there. And and we were so busy that there were times where we would just station at different houses and be based. You know, Megan would be on one side of the city. I'd be on the other and sleeping in different houses for, you know, a week or two while we checked on these other houses and just kind of moved throughout the city that way. Well, and we only had one car, so he was (laughs) biking all over the city. (laughs) (laughs) Where in Texas was this? In Lubbock. Lubbock, yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's it kind of towards the panhandle. So, I mean, it worked really well because the climate was such that it didn't really rain. It didn't really snow. And when it did, it wasn't a whole lot. So we could make that work where I was biking from house to house to house. And Megan was able to drive and going to graduate school in the meantime and kind of work like that. And we were just shocked that um, it was as, as successful as it was because we were kind of coming into it brand new. We knew we loved dogs. We knew we were responsible. And so we don't take for granted the fact that those clients like really, really trusted us. And Especially that, our very first clients who kind of took a shot on us and, right. you know, we're so thankful for them. Yeah. That's awesome. So you moved back to Missouri. 
and took the business concept model with you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So we had actually moved from Lubbock to Dallas. And then from Dallas, we had kids. So we took a little bit of time off while they were, you know, the first year or so yeah. that they were growing up. And then we moved back up here about two and a half years ago and to be closer to family and yeah, took, took it with us. So we had to, you know, say goodbye to those clients at each step, but we've been able to build up a, a very loyal base here and it's been great. That's awesome. So how does it work managing a business that is pretty much 24 seven and raising children? Not easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I don't think it is. No. <laughs> no, especially since we do a lot of, we do boarding in our home uh, with dogs as okay. well. So that adds another layer where there's an extra screening. It limits the kind of dogs, the kind of clients that we're able to take on. Well, especially now with kids, you know, we, if we bring the of dogs to our home, even if we, you know, we had to take the kids with just to a drop-in visit, we have to make sure that the dogs or the cats are okay with kids. And right. obviously that's done at the meet and greet process, but we just, that is first and foremost in our minds is the kid and pet safety. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not easy. It takes one second for something terrible to happen. And I know that from experience here at my house, I have three dogs, but I had one dog that passed away in June who was super reactive around everybody and did not mm. like children. And I had to have them completely separated at all times. I can't imagine you guys taking a border in and then realizing this dog is not doing well with my children. Has that happened? It, it did happen once. one time. Yeah. yeah, the dog had never been away from its owners and was a little skittish. And so we did a trial day where we just said, you can come on over. And the owner did not leave town. The owner was still in town to make sure that everything was okay. Um, and so, yeah, it, the dog was reactive and we had to say, we cannot it, take this dog anymore. Yeah, it wouldn't even let Megan approach. And so we kept everybody <gasps> well away and just called the owner immediately. It was like, look, we've tried to make this work. It's not going to, we're so sorry, but it's it's not going to work out. And they understood, right? They understood because they'd, never, they'd never even tried it before. So they didn't even know. You know, and you know what? Nobody wants their dog to bite a child. <laughs> Nobody no, wants that. No. So they were probably happy that you were forthcoming with that. So how do your kids feel about being part of Funky Bunch Pet Care? I think they love it. They like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they say the name an awful lot. And uh, <laughs> but we get them involved with little tasks around feeding time or around playtime, throwing the ball. If the dog likes to be brushed, you know, we get them involved in those kind of tasks. And they really take to it. They really they really enjoy being able to care for animals and teaching them proper behavior around animals, too. Like they really like a lot of the fluffy ones, especially when we get the really tiny little tiny dogs. Oh, oh, oh man. Yeah. Those, <laughs> there was one time we had this little, this little tiny terrier mix. I mean, it was just this little puff ball and our daughter basically just carried him around the entire time. <laughs> yeah. At age four and five, she's like in mommy mode with her dolls. So like this living, breathing stuffed animal, how awesome for her. Yeah. <laughs> must be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to dig in further because I know you guys obviously have these two children. You have a dog of your own. You do pet sitting in clients' homes. You take boarders into your home and you have a podcast that you do. So I'm going to take a break and we're going to pick up where we left off and ask more about your podcast as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. 
Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink with a couple of very hardworking people who have their hands super duper full. And they're going to tell me about their podcast, Pet Sitter Confessional. So Colin and Megan Funkhauser, you already had a ton on your plate. And at some point, you all decided that you wanted to do a podcast. So tell me how that came to be. Well, mostly because of Colin. So yeah. he, you've been <laughs> listening to podcasts for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you can tell it, but you really always wanted to start one, I think. Yeah, I've always been interested in that concept of what it would be. And we approached it from being like, okay, Megan and I get to do something creative together, right? We get to do something that's way outside of our comfort zone. Our background is in biology, is it's in sciences. Not it's, creative. it's not creative. It's not in arts. It's not in any of this. And so we, we thought, okay, well, what are we going to talk about? What do we have to offer information or stories on? And we kept circling back to, well, we have a long history of of pet sitting and pet care. So let's let's talk about the life of a pet sitter from our perspective. And in our target, we'll talk to other pet sitters and, and just kind of start sharing some stories. And it has been a whirlwind. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, we've just been blown away by being received by the pet care community and all the great feedback we've gotten. And the awesome guests. It's a f- yes, like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, it is a fun podcast. I enjoy listening to it. I was telling them before we started recording that when I first heard the name of the podcast, for some reason, I thought Pet Sitter Confidential for whatever reason. But then when I heard the intro music, I remembered very quickly that it's Pet Sitter Confidential because you have like church music <laughs> as your intro music who came up with that definitely him because it wasn't until about six months ago that i realized what it actually was because <laughs> I, I i came to Colin and i was like can we change the music like it's kind of like uh, like you know very solemn very like churchy and he's like it's conf- it's like it's a going, fest- going to a confessional that's the joke <laughs> Okay. A year into the podcast, I finally understand what it means. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I had no idea that that's what I was going to hear when I asked that question. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm Catholic and I went to Catholic school my whole life. So I have heard that music and I know exactly where it's coming from and I recognized it instantly. And so I want to know so, have you had any like really, really noteworthy confessions? during your podcast or have you mostly just had like you know pg or g-rated uh conversations 
it's mostly G-rated. It's mostly PG-rated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do dive into, you know, you know, tell us, you know, your most interesting client or, you know, most interesting experience. We do get into that sometimes. A lot of times it's it's sharing, you know, how people got started, things they've learned along the way. And then, yeah, some surprise, like what's something shocking that you've learned about a, a client. And yeah, we, you know, we've had people say, you know, I've, you know, had found people in homes that weren't supposed to be there or. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. It's an interesting industry, right? I remember when I was pet sitting full time, I used to own a pet sitting service. And I remember going into the house of a very well to do and very well known veterinarian in my area. And I was so thrilled that I was taking care of their dogs. They had Karen Terriers and they were beautiful. And I loved that every time they called me, I was there. And one day they had been doing laundry and one of the younger dogs grabbed one of my client's thong underwear and was running around the house with it like the zoomies <laughs> with the thong underwear in her mouth and I, I mean this is a mansion and I'm just trying to get this piece of laundry back and I'm mortified because they're gonna know that like I don't know where it was like I'm gonna have to leave it somewhere and they're gonna know that I handled the thong underwear oh. and I'm gonna be mortified they're gonna be mortified and yeah. I was so mad at the dog but these are the kinds of things that happen when you're in people's homes unsupervised right yeah, I mean, I remember one time where um, a client had said, because this happens sometimes, I say, you can have whatever you want in the house to eat, right? You're staying here at the house. And I was like, okay, thank you. You know, we'll eat it, you know, be respectful of that. And I remember opening up the fridge and there were just a ton of like little tiny butter containers. And I was like, that's a lot of butter. It's really weird. <laughs> so I opened one and <laughs> it was a giant head of marijuana in every single one. <laughs> and <laughs> Was it legal to have such a butter container of marijuana at the time? <laughs> not a hundred percent sure I'm gonna go with no, but I was so mortified that I slammed that shut and all of a sudden like I was mega paranoid of like who's watching me coming and going, like what house are we doing? Like who's who like yeah, it was <laughs> it was one of those oh things. Oh my of, gosh. Like, I know I listened to your podcast and I know that it's somewhat serious. It's about the industry. It's about the people, the players in the industry, but you guys need like a second, like a special that where you do like these kinds of stories. And I want special requests. I want one about ghost stories at people's houses oh. because I want to be on that show and I want to share my story, but I also love ghost stories and I hear a lot of pet sitters have them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. A great idea. Yeah. I like that a lot. So. Okay. I don't have a pin yes. on me, but I'll write that down. <laughs> I'll hold you to it. I'm, this is my special request because I really do love okay. ghost stories. Okay. So you guys have a sponsor. You guys have a sponsor. What came first? The sponsorship, the podcast? How did that come to be? The podcast came first. I mean, yeah. we, we started off, I think we had 12 or 13 episodes that written down that we were going to do, mm -hmm. uh, but we really didn't have any plans really for the podcast. We didn't have any grand plans if we want to monetize or make money from this. We just wanted yeah. to tell stories, right? That's it quickly evolved into, it's not just us sharing our information or things we've learned. It's pulling other people in and getting them, helping them share their stories, giving them a platform to help other people. And then as we started to grow, all of a sudden it was this, oh, like what could we do with this? Could we, you know, can we find somebody that works well with with our listeners and, and connects with them and, and directly meets their needs? We started reaching out to a few people and, um, you know, we've actually grown our sponsorship too. We're, each episode now has between 
two sponsors an episode. It's been it's been amazing the kind of feedback because they know that there's that relationship. There's a lot of trust there. There's a lot of um, direct overlap with what they're trying to do, and and they bring they bring great value to that too. And we're so happy and so thankful for them because it's it's just it's just again blown us away by the reception that we've gotten. Yeah. Well, and we want to be That's very intentional. So awesome. We want to be very intentional with the sponsors as well. We yeah. don't want a you know a toothbrush sponsor to come on because yes we all brush our teeth but that's not directly related to <laughs> pet care we, we want right. it to be specific to pet sitting and dog walking right. and how we can serve our clients that's awesome so you have time to pet which is a pet sitting software so it's for yes. pet sitting business owners. I've tried that software years ago and I'm very <laughs> familiar with it. I think it's an awesome software. Um, it didn't work for our needs specifically, but I think it's an awesome sponsor for a pet sitting specific podcast. Who yeah. else have you worked with? So we have Pet Sitters Associates is the pet sitting insurance. We also have a Pet Sitters International, um, a big international group of, of pet sitters, a group. Yeah, it's uh, been Really exciting to work with them. And then one of the more recent ones that we have um, are working with Pet Perennials. So they are a service that provides you the ability to send condolences cards to clients who lose a pet. And it's like a one button that you click, you give them the address, they hand write a card, they send out the flowers, the little gift just immediately. And it's not a subscription service, it's a as you need, um, but it just really takes that weight off of you whenever you have a client that loses a pet. Passes away. Passes not away, like, not, not yes, runs yes, away. Yes, yes. It's a different yes. kind of card, but but you know you don't know what to send. You you're you, you're busy. You can't go to the florist shop. It's that's all they do. They do that kind of service, and so it's you know bringing them on board and partnering with them has been again a, a topic too that not a lot of people like to discuss in pet care is that that that's going to happen. That is so cool. That is awesome. I've not heard of pet perennial. Is that what it is? What's yeah. called? Yeah, pet perennial. That is so yeah. cool. I I have not heard of them. Um, I'm going to uh, link all of these awesome sponsors that you have in the description for YouTube, and we'll also send links to Pet Life Radio so they can put them in your bio so that people can support them as well for supporting you. So before we wrap up, I do want to have one more game because you guys are pet parent experts. You are human parent experts, and I want to know what you guys think is good parenting, bad parenting, and helicopter parenting. We're going to play good, bad helicopter. Are you ready? Are you, are you I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a scenario and you're just going to tell me very quickly. And again, this is one of those things you got to be quick and you got to just answer what you think. I'm going to give you the scenario and you will answer good parent, good, bad helicopter. Okay. And it can be, I've tried to make these so that they're good for pet parents and that they're good for human parents. So either way, just think for both. Okay. If this is normal, good parenting, very bad parenting, or if it's helicopter parenting. All right. Embroidering initials on all of their belongings. Good, bad helicopter. 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 Wearing matching outfits. Yeah, I was going to say helicopter. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say helicopter. That's a bit... Uh... Okay, so I want to hear from Megan. You think that wearing matching outfits with your kids and your pets is a good thing. It's a good parenting thing. Well, I would say around the holidays. So like a Christmas card, Christmas pajamas. That's really cute. Yeah. Um, that's adorable, know, like... actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's good. Yeah. Okay. Touche. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And there are no wrong answers. This is really just to gauge 
where you stand on these. Uh, Whether we're good, bad, or helicopter parents. Yeah. That's all she's doing. She's making a scorecard. <laughs> I I am, and I am probably right there with you, whatever it is that you are. All right. Leaving a scented t-shirt for them when you leave them. Good. Good, bad, helicopter. Good. Good. I'm going to say, especially for a young kid, um, like a, a as more toddler or infant, like that can be very, very beneficial. I remember when you went away, we'd go on a night away to get away from the kids. I would put a t-shirt or your pillow with Lillian while she was sleeping to help give her that, that sense of comfort too. Well, and I was thinking more pet when, you know, when we have boarders come over, That's true. a lot of times they'll take a, a shirt and keep it here so that the pet knows the scent of yep. the human. Yeah. Very, very good. Okay. Creating a dedicated social media page for them. Good, bad, helicopter. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's different because, you know, we're kind of protective of our kids. And yeah. so I, I would say it's, you know, more helicopter. But then, you know, the pet, that's really cute. You see all those cute dog Instagrams out there and that's cute. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm kind of right with you. We, we do kind of protect our kids. Don't put a whole lot of pictures of them out on social media. Because um, I think it can get a little, you know, there's a lot, right? There's a lot of things that you can put on there. So yes, once Noah realizes that all the things that he thinks are hilarious that I'm posting right now are out there, he's not going to be happy with me. And every day that I post something like yesterday, I posted that he got his first cleats, uh, soccer cleats, and uh, he thought they were tap shoes. So he was like at the Adidas store, like tap dancing. And I think that like in five years, he's not going to think that that is as cute as I think it is today. So I... Oh. <laughs> probably need to take a page out of your book and stop oh. posting about but, my kid. But he doesn't have his own Facebook or Instagram. It's yeah. just on mine. Sure, sure, sure. He says, sure, sure. Okay, you're fine. fine. You're fine. Yeah. We're <laughs> not judging you at all. At all. At all. Okay, ready? <laughs> all right. Good, bad helicopter gender reveal parties. Good. Bad? I don't know. Oh! oh. <laughs> well, we, we didn't know either of our kids before, before they came out. So yeah, they were both, we had to do uh, two names for each. Cause I like surprises. That's kind of why I said bad. Cause I, <laughs> I, I wanted to be surprised. Sure. I mean, it was hard to wait, but I wanted to be surprised. Yeah. And I like the idea of celebrating it. If you decide to celebrate it, go big, pop the balloon, rev the motorcycle, have the thing shoot out. I think it'd be really fun and really good to see everybody come together and be excited about that. But yeah, I think for us, we would have been kind of peeved if it was ruined in such a way where we were looking forward to, to that surprise of, of going, ooh, it's a boy or girl. On the day of delivery, you wanted to find, I cannot, I, I think it's amazing that people have that kind of discipline. I could not, I needed to know immediately. We did genetic testing. I need to know immediately. I don't even care about the genetic testing. I just want to know what I'm having so that I can plan the name and all the outfits and all the things because I'm a control freak and a planner, so. Mostly because, you know, then once you say, oh, I'm having a girl there, everybody's like, oh, you know, we have to buy you pink stuff. And, you know, what, what are you going to name? And, if, you know, the opposite, it's blue and boy. And we just didn't really want to answer those questions. Yeah, We're more kind of private. Yeah. So just, you know. Got it. Yeah. See, I, I respect that tons. And I respect, we have friends who didn't, they just had their second, a baby girl, right around the time that we had Mila. And they would not tell us her name. They wouldn't tell anybody her name. They knew she was a girl, but they wouldn't tell her name because too many people have too many opinions on names. So they were like, we don't want to tell anybody. They'll find out the day that we like announce it for everybody to know. And I totally respect that. We don't care though. We like, if people didn't like our kids' names or any of that, they never said anything because I guess maybe they're scared. <laughs> they're scared of what I would say. <laughs> 
What do you mean you don't like it? <laughs> All right. We have two more. Two more. Flying them first class. Good, bad helicopter. Helicopter. Uh, uh, no, I was going to say good. That just sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think helicopter, Megan? I don't know. It's a little extra, right? A little bougie. A little extra. I'm kind of frugal. I like to save money. So <laughs> So Kobe will not be flying first class anytime soon. Probably not. Probably not. No, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, Kobe. <laughs> That's probably the only way I could get Titan on a plane. My old uh, grumpy hound dog is to sit him in first class and like feed him shrimp or something. Like that would be the <laughs> only way he would get on a plane. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, and I know you know this. I know you've experienced this. Good, bad helicopter leaving a three-page guide for the sitter. Uh, good. Good. That's good. Yes. Because <laughs> as a sitter, I want to know all of that information. The more information, the better. It can feel a little overwhelming like when you first read it or as you're writing it. But when you come into that situation, like, oh, great. They told me all of the likes, all the dislikes, all the scenarios that I can expect here. It's just like, oh, I don't have to think about this. And just, just it's all written down for me. It's great. Agreed. I agree. I agree. I would prefer people over communicate than under communicate and then be like, why didn't you do this? Like, I don't, I don't know that you needed me to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same thing All for right. kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Sometimes I feel like a helicopter parent with Noah specifically because he's such a big personality and he is and Titan, both of my oldest, both dog and child are so extra that like, I really need to explain them to other people and be like, well, that's normal. Like Titan's gonna stare at you until you feed him. He's gonna stare at you until you move off his place on the couch. He's not gonna want you to put him over in that room. He's gonna wanna sit on the couch. Like he's gonna beg for food and he's gonna wanna go outside all the time. And then when you put him outside, he's gonna wanna come immediately back in, but then he's gonna wanna immediately go back out. And these are all normal behaviors for yes. him on a daily basis. This is not him being anxious or or not doing well. This is just who he is. Like, I, I feel like you just, when the pet or the child needs it, you need to explain these things. Yeah, well, I feel like we work so hard to get like a routine down and it like really works, especially when it really works for the kid about like sleep schedule, play exactly. schedule, eating schedule. It's like they are happy this. This is working for us. Please don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard. Please, because then I have to come back in and do it your way, even though I've worked for the past six months to get them on this schedule. Yes, totally. Right. I yeah. totally hear that. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know, our listeners know how people can get in touch with you, your business, your podcast. Where can we find all that we need to know about you guys? We are all over social media at Pet Center Confessional. And you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts or at PetCenterConfessional.com. Perfect. And what area of Missouri do you service? And what is the website that people can find you in that area? So we service central Missouri, the actual Sedalia area, and you can go to funkybunchpetcare.com. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for spending your Saturday with me. There's a million things you could have done while the kids are with their grandparents. So I want to thank you and toast to you for spending your time with me. I also want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible and for our listeners on Pet Life Radio and our viewers on YouTube. Here's to a life covered in pet hair because there is no better way to live. Cheers. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, 
only on PetLifeRadio.com.